This is Rowie's Sports Show. Stephen Rowe and Lee Forrest. Seven minutes after five, second hour of the show. 24 hours from now, we will be at the MCG Woo-hoo. getting ready. The liniment will be out. The two teams about to go Fresh hammer and tong. Grass. We are looking forward to that. Big hour on the way, Graham Corns. To join us, Elliot Himmelberg. To join us, and thanks to the Barrow Hotel Group, your chance with Rowie's Mystery Sports to win Ooh. $200. Four events, name them in order. $200 will be yours. For McGain Real Estate, if you're selling, they've got buyers ready to go right now. Sold by McGain again. Time for Mark Bickley. Number 26, the captain, Mark Bickley. The skiff, Mark Bickley. Bigs, a couple of old photos passed over my desk. Yes, indeed. You in the young days. We put it on our Rowie's <laughs> Twitter account. There's you and Bone and Rennie. And Rod Jamison and must Jamo. have been cleaning up his shed or something and came across <laughs> all these old photos and started posting them uh, all over the place. So yeah. 30 years ago, one was 1993, We uh, you mentioned, uh, Sean Wren. Myself, Jamo, and Bone. and Chris McDermott went to the Port Pirie trots and mm. and <laughs> drove the horses, which was terrifying. Who won? Me. Uh, they gave me the favourite. They gave me Gee, the best horse. You said that quick, me. Well, <laughs> that's because they, they, the they had boy. one really fast horse and three donkeys. Unofficial mare. Exactly. They gave that to me. And another one was a really bad sunglasses uh, commercial where they had us. I don't know what it looked like, but anyway. You had stubble. I did, yeah. Did they paint that on? They did. They must have because I've never oh had stubble. They must have thought God. that at some stage I would turn into a man. But Do you I'm know still what waiting. it did look like? It looked like a boy band. You look like Backstreet Boys. So have a look on our Twitter account. Yeah, Bolle, Bolle Sunglasses, yeah. you and Jamo yeah. and a couple of others. Benny Hart, Sean Wellman, Matthew Sean Powell. Wellman, that's right. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, oh, I'm just thankful it was in black and white because the shirt I had on was a horrible brown colour, yeah, but well, fortunately the picture was black and white. It was a reasonably looking rooster, that. If you had a guitar in your hand, it would have <laughs> Right. It was in excess. <laughs> hey, what are you most excited about with the season ahead for the Crows? Oh, look, I think we just get to know some of the players a bit better. Uh, so, the, you know, there's been an introduction to, to a whole heap of young players and, and history says that some of them go onwards and upwards and go on to play 100 and 200 games and others yep. sort of drift away. And it's very difficult to uh, to be able to instantly see which, which players they are. So... Uh, this year, there's a, a number of young recruits that we'll get to have a look at, but there's also players um, like Phil Thorpe that we're hoping he's going to jump up. I'm really hoping that Darcy Fogarty can take a step forward and uh, Braden Cook, yes. I'm really excited by what what he's showing, um, has shown late last year. So there's probably, a, you know, I reckon Adelaide have probably got eight or nine of those mm. players who are, who are have shown bits but haven't been able to do it consistently and now they've played 30 games they have to start to do it more consistently one for themselves to consolidate their positions in the team and two for the side to go forward mm. how much of, of it is like let, let's look at a, a Darcy Fogarty if you like or, or a young cook um, even Chase Jones in the back line and a Ned McHenry how much of it is the stifling of their development that the team's actually not Playing really super mm. footy. They're a bottom four team. Mm. Two wins two years ago. Seven, was it seven wins last year or eight wins? Seven. Seven. Yep. I mean, it's bloody hard to develop in a team 
that's not playing powerful footy. It's a lot easier when there's a lot more footy and a lot more opportunity. Yeah, well, it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, though. It is, isn't it? Try try getting a spot in Richmond's side or try being Sam Wiedemann and getting a spot in Melbourne's side. No, no but the reason I say it, because there's, there's a lot of pressure on Darcy this year, mm. and I get that. But if we have a look at that forward line in the last three years that he's playing in, if I was to pick him up and put him in a top-four team, let me just pick him up and put him in Port's team. I think his numbers would look a lot better because yeah, yeah. he's getting more opportunity. I'm not sure he gets That's a game. I'm saying he doesn't get a game in Port's team. Well, on the current form, he wouldn't. Mm. But if he was there... Mm. Yeah, look, I think there's always been... Because he's got the talent. Yeah, look, he has, but he's yeah. still got to do more. He's still got to find the ball more, and he he, he can get it on the lead. But but after that, it's a battle for him to mm-hmm. find it on the deck, yeah. uh, to be able to put pressure on and, and win the ball back on turnover, or to be able to take a, a big pack mark. But... Um, who was the common medalist last year? Played for Carlton, McKay. McCoy. Yeah, so so Carlton, not dissimilar to Adelaide, and mm. and there's a guy who's been able to force his way yeah. and find a way to, to score goals. So if you're going to wait for someone to give it to you, I think you're going to battle. So he's just going to have to yeah. work his way through it. It's just interesting. I looked at Taylor Walker. Taylor Walker started his career in 2009. Uh, so I think the Crows made the finals in 09, but mm. 10 and 11 had terrible years. So as a young player, I think he would have been 18 and 19 in those years, maybe 20. And he kicked 30 and 40 goals in those years. Well, I think my, my, maybe mid-30s both those years before having that breakout yep. year in 2012 where he kicked 60. So even in a in a side that was struggling back then as okay. a 19 and 20-year-old, he still showed he was able, or he had something mm. and was able to, to find the mm. footy and kick goals. Yeah. Gary Lyons said this on Fox Footy's couch. Will Riley Thilthorpe have the sort of season where it's going to make it hard for Tex Walker to get back into that side? He might, but I think that only comes if Tex Walker's there to start the season. So Thilthorpe's still a young man. He, he, Tex was the All-Australian centre-half forward. It's he had a pretty good year last year, especially the first half of the year. He, you know, who's he competing against? So Thilthorpe aside, you've got Frampton and Fogarty. I don't think they're okay, going to be good. enough to keep Walker out. Pitting a lot on him, aren't they? Yeah, look, I'm not sure they've... They've got their finger quite on the pulse. <laughs> yeah, Frampton's going to play back. Yep. Uh, Phil Thorpe's not going to be out of the side. If anyone keeps Taylor out of the side, it's going to be Foggy, Foggy. and, and yeah. Elliot Himmelberg. Mm. So at the moment, you would think it'll, that's somehow it'll start something like that. Himmelberg, Fogarty, Phil Thorpe with either Himmelberg or, or Phil Thorpe doing yes. some of the second ruck work. So, I mean, um, Phil Thorpe's playing, Riley Phil Thorpe's playing every week. Don't worry about whether Tex is there or anyone yeah. else. It's more, it could potentially be Himmelberg or Walker or, or Walker or Fogarty. So I think they're, they're barking up the wrong tree there. What they were saying is, are we expecting Riley Phil Thorpe to jump out of the ground? I think it's really difficult. Um, I, I try to look at the, the two King brothers because I think they were, they're comparable to where Riley Thilthorpe is, and, and even uh, Jamara Yugo Hagen, who's, who's battled to get into the side. When you're a, a young uh, player, key position player, there are some ruthless defenders. It, the other thing that happens is you're always playing in an out number where, you know, opposition defenders are getting back, and if you're the key player, they're always going to be two against you. So I think we're probably a couple of years away mm. from seeing Riley being the player that dominates and, and is that sort of absolute focal point where you can you know start to rely on him being the leading goal kicker week in, week out. This time last year, Crows come off a thrashing for Port that last game of their pre-season. I think Port had a record amount of marks and uncontested marks. We mm. thought, oh dear. Come out two weeks later at round one where we are now last year and they beat Geelong. They kicked 15 goals, 13. Tex snared five and it was mm. a complete... 
game for four quarters. Can they do that against Fremantle on Sunday? Yeah, look, I think they've probably got Geelong on the hop. Geelong coming off the grand yeah. final, a whole different stage of their uh, season in terms yeah. of... But I'm just saying the brand of football we saw there, that 15 goals, 13, mm. the way they got it inside 50, one-on-one, your forward kicks five. I think it's... 55 it's, inside 50. Yeah. That, that brand of football... It's less likely, they need to play. less likely than likely for mine. Yeah, okay. The, the average eight... 0.5 goals a game when Taylor Walker's not playing. That's over the last two years. Taylor's missed about eight games, I think. So so if you only average eight and a half goals a game without Walker, I think the average might be ten and a half with mm. Taylor, so he's averaged about two goals a game. So you're already, even with Taylor playing, you're not a super high-scoring team. Mm. I just don't know where the goals are going to come from. Um, Rochelle's been their leading goal kicker the last... Two weeks. Kick three and three. And he's yet to play a game. Yeah. Well, well he will this week. <laughs> That's right. So he'll debut. Yeah. But it says a lot, isn't it, when you're pinning your goal-scoring hopes on a bloke mm. who hasn't played a game yet. So, he's 180 centimetres, your favourite height. Uh, that's it. So, oh, look, I, I've, I've actually – I had this – I don't know if you've had a look at the <laughs> the round, trying to tip this week, because you've got to have your tips in by tomorrow because the first game's tomorrow night. It is the hardest round, I think, on memory that I've tried to tip. And – Frio and Adelaide, what do you do? Your heart says Adelaide. Well, my heart says Adelaide. My head probably says Frio. Their pre-season form's been a bit better. Tabner's out. Yeah, I've ended up going with Adelaide just because I think they will get a lift playing in mm. front of a, a big crowd at Adelaide Oval. I just don't know what, what you put on that, uh, having not done that for so long, and, and then you get that. So I'm, I'm tipping Adelaide there. But have a listen to this. Melbourne and Bulldogs, that's a grand final rematch. I think Melbourne probably win that. Carlton and Richmond's not as easy as what it used to be. Mm. I think Carlton's form early on has been okay. St Kilda and Collingwood, but that's tossed the coin. Geelong and Essendon, how could you pick that mm. on Geelong's form and Essendon haven't been great either? GWS and Sydney, I think they're going to be pretty even. Brisbane and Port, probably for me, that's the... The, the easiest one, that sounds ridiculous, but I think Brisbane have had really good pre-season form and they're playing at home, so I like Brisbane. Hawthorne and North, well, both of those teams, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. Four. Crows and Frio, both those teams, you're not mm. quite sure what you're going to get. Frio's pre-season form has been much better. And then West Coast and Gold Coast in Perth. Well, Gold Coast have been quite well-performed. West Coast have been disastrous. They've only got 26 fit players. Yeah, now no, they you're could, a chance they to play Bicks at the <laughs> they, they could lose, use their top up already. So that's it. So Gold Coast, I've actually tipped to win in Perth, if you can believe that. So wow. if you're a tipster, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm as likely to get nine as I am to get one, I reckon. At, <laughs> it could go any, could go either way. Okay. Well, we got Elliot Himmelberg mm. after the break. Hold on to your keys, Bix, because uh, Timmy tipped Gold Coast to make the eight. Mm. So mm. we'll see how that all plays out. <laughs>